Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Supervalue Insurance. Looking out for you and yours with our new life and mortgage protection insurance. Well, one of our finest playwrights, Marina Carr, has a long association with the Abbey Theatre and she's back there this month with a new play called Audrey or Sorrow. You'll know her from great plays like The Bog of Cats, Portia Coughlin, Hecuba and Girl on an Altar. Well, this production is a world premiere between Landmark Productions, who are celebrating 20 years, and the Abbey Theatre, who are celebrating 120 years in 2024. Marina Carr, good morning to you. Thanks for coming into the studio this Thank morning. Thank you, Miriam. Oh, I love you to meet you because I've interviewed you before, but I've never actually met you. Tell me about Audrey or Sorrow. What is the story you were telling this time around? Um, oh, my God, that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really good at explaining what my plays are about, but um, I'll give it a go. So I suppose it's about a family um, and there are these little spiritines um, around the place haunting them. Uh, so it's three generations of a family and um, I had a great time writing this play. I decided to take the brakes off and put the boot to the floor and go downhill, yeah. <laughs> hell or high water. And I didn't know what was going to happen next, um, which was very exciting for me because usually I have an idea mm-hmm. of what's going to happen. But with this one, I didn't until I got to the very end. I didn't know what was going to happen. So everything was new for me writing it. And I think maybe for audiences coming along, well, I'm hoping they'll <laughs> indulge me and just go with it, go with the ride and it will reveal itself as you go along. That's so interesting, though, that you started and you didn't know where it was going. Not a thing. Not a wow. thing. No, I was on holidays in Spain. And uh, so we go to the first swim every morning and I'm terrible on the beach, like I can't sunbathe or anything like that. Yeah. I get hot and bothered. So back to the chalet where house we're staying in. And I was just, mad to write and I said well I'm on my holidays now and what what do you want to do in your holidays <laughs> so I started writing and um, by the time I came home I had that play written Can you explain the title to um, me and my listeners? Audrey or Sarah it came to me and it was it's kind of a container um, and it was one of the things I suppose that um, in, in the middle of the writing um it, it kind of maybe steadied it a little bit. Mm. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of comedy in this play. I think there's a lot of humour, and I think there's a lot of grief. Um, and then there's a character Audrey, um, who is kind of I suppose the motor or the the symbol or the the person who holds all of these things. But I think it's a play where like there are no there are really no leads. All the parts are kind of equal mm. in my mind anyway. And we have a great bunch of actors and uh, wonderful Katrina McLaughlin yeah. directing and Anne from Landmark co-producing and the Abbey co-producing. So I'm very excited about it. And uh, it was it was kind of, um, I suppose, looking at, you know, how miraculous it all is here, you know. We don't know where we came from. We don't know where we're going. They say we came out of the sea and by the looks of things, we'll be heading back in there pretty soon. Uh, we have to regrow the gills and the fins, you know. Um, I was just thinking about that versus, uh, you know, the rational worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose I got a bit tired of that. You know, we're kind of saturated and uh, hoodwinked and um, told you know, that the world is a certain way, believe this, believe that. But before the Enlightenment, nobody considered us rational beings. 
So I decided to go with a little bit of irrationality and mystery in this one. And actually, reading interviews you've done before, you've said, you know, life is a mystery, a complete mystery, and maybe we should bow to that a bit more as we did long ago. Mm. Yeah, do you yeah. really believe that? Yeah, I do believe that. And, you know, you look at any of the, the big religions of the world, they're all around mystery. Mm. And, and they're all about the other world or the next world and the last world. And so the idea of, you know, that we live in, in the four dimensions, you know, time, space, width, length. Um, and then you think about time and, you know, Blake said time is merely a construct of the fallen world, meaning us and therefore to be treated with the greatest suspicion. So to play with time um, on stage is a wonderful, is wonderful freedom because there is a lot of playing with time in this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Explain a bit more to me about ghosts and the relationship with the other world. Do you believe in ghosts or is it more of a dramatic device to tell a story? I believe in them. I believe in them as presences, as emanations. I believe in them the way I believe in mystery. Um, things that can't be proven rationally, but things like like the imagination. Mm. Um, you know, ideas that come or images that come, like dreams, like things that happen. I think most people... Mm of a certain vintage will, will say there are things that happened in their lives that for the life of them they cannot explain. Yeah. Um, so yes, I do. I do believe. I believe in them, but not like they, you know, with the, the sheet over their head. Not mm-hmm. like that. But the idea of, of an energy, a presence, an essence and um, people who've gone, people you've loved who, who've gone before you mm-hmm. um, and the idea of them trying to maybe, you know, bless you or honour you or look after you in some way. I Mind believe, you. Yeah, I believe yeah. all that kind of thing. I like that, actually. Yeah. I like that thought. Yeah. You also don't shy away ever, Marina, from stuff that can be uncomfortable for an audience. <clears throat> sometimes it's rage. Sometimes it's violence. Sometimes it's the truly awful things that happen again and again to us. There are tough themes in this play. Yeah, there are tough themes. <clears throat> um, well, the world is, is light and dark, you know. Mm. And uh, we are capable, you only have to open a newspaper to realise what we are capable of doing to each other mm-hmm. um, as the human race. Um, so these things, you can't ignore, you can't ignore these, they seep in. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of fear, a lot of threat and a lot of um, sorrow in the world right now. Um, a lot of suffering. Um, so you can't ignore that. So of course that seeps into the work and you, you have to let it in. You always though usually manage to bring black humour. Do you do that here as well? Yeah, you know, I've never actually tried to be funny because if I did, (laughs) I'd fall flat on my face. Yeah, but you are. But it comes, if it comes, it comes. You know, it should come naturally. And if it does, I'm delighted if it does. But think then again, I never know because things I find hilarious, other people don't. So, (laughs) you know, it's it's a question of taste and one's own humour. Tell me about the pull of the sea in this play. The artwork for it has waves washing up and pulling the audience in, I think. Yeah. Well, the sea, I mean, I love the sea. It's Mm. it's primal, isn't it? Mm. And you swim in the morning, you say, yeah. Um, well, when I was in Spain, I did. Yeah. No, uh, the rest of them go cold sea swimming. I kind of hold the dog and shiver. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying I'm going to. Yeah. I've read all about it and everything, yeah. but I haven't actually done it. Yeah. Um, but I love the sea. Um, and I just think, you know, it's all it all started there. 
we're what are we 17 90% water mm-hmm. and I think the atavistic memory is of of that drowned kingdom and maybe Eden was the sea before we were banished from the sea <laughs> you know we yeah. crawled up on our fins into the primeval forest <laughs> Ble- our bleeding fins which we'll have to grow again shortly <laughs> Absolutely You mentioned the great Katrina McLaughlin earlier you've worked together before Kurt, of course why does it work so well the two of you and also how involved do you get in rehearsal in the work in progress. Yeah, well, Katrina is, she's a complete artist. Um, she understands me. She puts up with me. She's very patient with me. Um, and I love what she does um, with my work. She brings a whole blueprint mm-hmm. to the work herself. And I think great directors do that. Um, and how, how much I'm involved. Well, the first of a new play I'd spend, I go in the first week. And I'm there and just chat to the actors, which is always great fun. And we usually have laughing our heads off and just yeah. making absolute eejits of ourselves. And then after that, I kind of leave them alone, just pop in for a few hours. So you're not a control freak? No, no, no. Experience has taught me to leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> and also you could trust, obviously, it's great to have someone like Katrina. You yeah. just so trust so much Absolutely. with your work. Yeah. You know? I spoke to the brilliant Eileen Walsh, that actor, oh. so talented, about your last play, Girl in an Altar. Yeah. And I know you love to take a fresh look at myths and legends. You did it as well with Hecuba. Is there any element of that in Audrey or Sorrow? No, no, no I don't think there is. No. And that was kind of the... Um, the exhilarating thing about it that I didn't know what was going to happen next. Mm. So just writing by the seat of your pants. Which is um, exciting. Really exciting. I want to do it again. I want to do it more. <laughs> just pure creation. Um, it really is exciting. I mean, I love the myths as well. And sometimes it's great to have a, an overall arc of mm. what's happening at beginning, middle and end. And then you can play and dance with that. But um, I suppose the longer I get in the tooth, I'm just kind of, yeah, it's free for all now. It's just... You, of course, grew up in Offaly, but you've lived in Dublin for so long. Does it still hold something over you? I know it would have been there in the early plays like Bog of Cats. Hmm. Um, well, I left Offaly when I was 17 and we were blow-ins because my mother is Connemara and my father was Donegal. They're both dead now. But um, so they were coastal people and they were kind of uh, Gaeltacht people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Offaly, but I was brought up in Offaly. So Offaly does have, you know, I spent 17 years there. But not, um, I never really felt I was from Offaly, if that makes sense. Gort Namona. Gort Namona, yes. Yeah, that lovely old Field song. Field of the Bog, yeah. yeah. Percy French, yeah. 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 So will you be nervous now when your play's about, yeah. 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 Does that ever go away, no matter how experienced, how successful no. you've become? No. Never goes away, no. You know, you want, you want to do right by your audience, you know, um, and you you hope the thing will come together and that it works because it works for you and your imagination. But that's not to say it's going to work on the on the stage, whatever. There's always that risk. That's the risk of live theatre. Um, but one one will be hopeful. Well, you've always had great success. Marina, it was lovely to meet you today. And of course, Audrey or Sorrow, it runs from the 23rd of February to the 23rd of March. Um, more information, landmarkproductions.ie and abbeytheatre.ie. Thank you, Miriam. Best of luck with it. Do great.